Today, James proposes a question for us. He asks, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Another way to propose this question might be, do you live your faith or do you simply pay it lip service? Are we willing to change our lives to follow our Lord, Jesus Christ? You know, do we just show up for Mass on Sundays sometimes, do our Catholic calisthenics, not worry too much about the challenges God has presented us in His sacred scriptures, talk to our friends afterwards, and then do we return to the increasingly secular lives that our society encourages and makes possible? Or do we put real effort into removing those sources of sin from our life? Have we put together a plan to confront those sins that that are stuck there? This plan of intentional work to remove those sins from our lives? Or do we just go to confession and bring the same thing over and over again? Pornography, sexual immorality in one way or another, cohabitation, anger, laziness, addiction to Netflix, or just avoiding God when we hear Him calling to us? Do we just bring these things and hope that somehow magically we're going to be fixed? The thing is, we humans are body and soul. And our soul is most certainly healed of those things in confession, but that doesn't mean our body is just going to work right. That it's just going to do what we want it to. It takes intentional work and effort to root out those vices and replace them with virtue. Building virtue is the work that every Christian must pursue every moment of their life. And just as we are soul and body, so too must us Catholics have faith and works. A lot of theologians have called our body this physical manifestation of our souls. They're so intimately connected. And in a similar way, our works must be a manifestation of our faith. And if our work is this bodily expression of our faith, then we've got to ask some more questions. Do we actually give our talents to the service of God? Or would we rather hide them under the bushel basket because we're afraid that the priest might ask us to do yet another thing? And I mean, I might, let's be honest. (laughs) Or are we angry or bitter towards the priest? Or are we upset because the person in charge of that group that does the thing I really want to help with just gets on my nerves and frustrates me? Or is there some other reason like that keeping me from sharing the gifts that God has given me? Our Lord has taught us that He is the way and the truth and the life. And if we want to live our faith fully, we must follow Him so that we can go to heaven. But this way to heaven is not easy. In St. Luke's Gospel, he teaches us that no disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, the disciple will be like his teacher. And then in St. Mark's Gospel, we hear, that whoever wishes to come after me, to come after our teacher, 
must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. The way to heaven passes through much suffering. We hear Jesus telling us that in the gospel. And the most important moment on that way to heaven is that moment when we meet our Lord face to face. In other words, it's that moment of our death. At that defining moment of our life, the goal of all of our life will be revealed. It will be realized. We'll learn something about ourselves. Have we pursued mere comfort? Have we sought, instead of to conform myself to the truth of reality, have we sought to conform reality to whatever truth I've decided by refusing to accept the teachings of our Lord Jesus Christ or the teachings of his church which help us to see the way to heaven? Or have I simply gone with whatever modern society tells me as we notice this modern society increasingly going towards the diabolical? Or instead of all these things, have we taken up our crosses and suffered and worked to follow Christ, even when his teachings challenge us, and when the people who lead the church often fail to live up to the standard that they demand of us? On this way of life, following Jesus Christ, we walk through the valley of darkness, But we need not fear any evil, for the Lord is with us. The prophet Isaiah teaches us today of the suffering servant. This suffering servant who says, I give my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who plucked my beard. By the way, that really hurts. My face I did not shield from buffets and spitting. Meanwhile, This suffering servant also says, The Lord God is my help, therefore I am not disgraced. I have set my face like flint, knowing that I shall not be put to shame. We follow Jesus Christ, who is the suffering servant. And as we take up our mantle of discipleship, we become his fellow suffering servants because we know what he has promised to those who follow him on this way. That when we pass into that next life, we will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. And there's the problem. We live in a society that's lost sight of the eternal. Our society no longer sees walking with the Lord in the land of the living as something that's possible. And if they do see it as possible, often it's not desirable. Because to do that, it makes a demand on our life here and now. Our society, and and frankly most of our world, has turned its back on God. Those who control it, either by controlling our media, social or otherwise, who control who has money, who does not, whoever has political power, despite often claims of Christianity or even Catholicism. They're often fighting on the same side as actual Satanists. I mean, look at Texas right now. 
There's people who claim to be Catholic fighting on the side of Satanists. It's despicable. And despite public proclamations by many of these people to the contrary, you cannot believe one thing and then live your life in a way that is contrary to that belief. When Jesus condemns the hypocrisy of the Pharisees in the gospel, it's precisely this sort of thing he's condemning. The Pharisees would put on a mask. They pretend that they believe one thing, and yet they refuse to submit to those teachings in their day-to-day lives. Those same teachings they so loudly claimed to believe and that they demanded of others. And so, brothers and sisters, we've got to strive to root out any of that hypocrisy we find in our own lives. We have to strive to root out the evil that we find in our lives. We have to live our faith in everything that we do. We must learn our faith and inform our consciences so that we can show our faith with those good works and that holy behavior and those actions that lead ourselves and those around us to Jesus Christ. Because what good is it to have a billion or a million or even just a thousand dollars if it comes at the price of eternal damnation? What good is comfort or pleasure in this life if it comes at the price of eternal separation from happiness? What good is power over others in this life if it comes at the price of a powerless and lonely eternity of exile? Because that is the stakes. Instead, Let us follow our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us live differently than the people around us. Let us live Catholicly. And when whatever kind of mob it is decides they're going to come for you, and if you truly live your Catholicism, I guarantee it'll happen at some point. Be confident. Remember the words Isaiah taught us today. The Lord God is my help. Who will prove me wrong? Our Lord Jesus Christ taught us that whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. Let us live our lives like we believe him.